Hey there, party people. This is T.C. Rollins. And this is a COVID-addled rain to gray. We're going to bring the energy up, even uh, though you are suffering from the COVID this oh week. Oh my God, my brain, like like a soft and useless marshmallow, my friends. Oh. It is. Well, we hope your brains aren't like soft and useless marshmallows. If they are, though, lay back and let us massage your ear holes with our fine banter. And, and knowledge, knowledge and, and, fun and, facts. And, and funny useless facts. These my facts are not useless. My I'm useful. Uh, okay, I will I will withhold judgment until okay. you present your facts to me, and then okay. I shall determine how <laughs> useful those facts are. I know I have some useless facts. I don't know. Maybe some people will consider them to be useful. We shall see. It is yet to be determined. You can always comment at us. You can find us at Dirty Talk Podcast on the social medias. And let us know, do you find our facts to be useful? Or are they just fodder to fill your days? Why not both? Or they could be both. You just both. find them enjoyable and fun. You can find things to comment, make yourself sound knowledgeable and witty at cocktail parties. If you are now going to cocktail parties. I am not because of COVID. <laughs> I understand. Anyways, we are back with a, another episode for you, general public at large. You're welcome. The way this works is we come out with episodes every week, but all the odd-numbered episodes go to our very odd followers on Patreon. So if you want to follow us on Patreon, you can get all the odd episodes there, or you can just listen to the even-numbered episodes like this one right now. But you would be missing out on half the fun, just saying. Yes, we recommend that you get all the fun. So you can go to patreon.com backslash dirty talk podcast, and that's where you find the fucking fun. <laughs> and the alliteration. Yes. All right. You wanted to start this week because you had a tight package for me. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive your 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 tight package of facts. Ooh. Well, here's a fact for you. What okay. was yesterday? Uh yesterday since well, this is gonna be released in the future, but yesterday was the seventh of May. We are recording this yeah. on the eighth of May. If you guys want to uh-huh. check your calendars, you can you can check to see when this was recorded. 8th of May, 2022, just in case you're listening to this sometime in the future. And if you are, what does this strange and miraculous future look like? Uh, hopefully less COVID. Possibly. Maybe it's just a barren wasteland and all that has survived of humanity <laughs> is this episode. And, if and that's the our case, listeners. And, and, our and, listeners. and one solo listener wandering through wow. the post yes. okay, this is a This is a buzzkill. My co-host is going to shut up now because he is just steering off the tight package. I am trying to deliver. All right, all right. Give me your package. I'm, I'm, I'm ready and willing. Are you ready? All right. Well, then your shut your goddamn mouth hole so that I can give it to you. All right. But you want to say give, open your mouth so you can put the package uh, in. Also, also open your mouth hole so I can give you the package. Yesterday. May 7th, happened to be World Naked Gardening Day. Oh, I missed out. Well, last year I did celebrate properly. And unfortunately, this year it was a bit too chilly. Uh, I run on the lean side, and it's very important for me to celebrate World Naked Gardening Day. And I tried to yesterday to keep up with the tradition like I did last year. Mm. And I posted photographic evidence. So if you want to go to my Twitter and go for last year, you will see I celebrated. I tried yesterday. Uh, It wasn't happening. My nipples would have fallen off. Mm -hmm. However, 
I am a big believer in it, both in gardening and uh, being naked whenever possible. And gardening naked. And, and gardening naked. Now, you do want to be careful. Uh, you don't want to like wallow in the dirt uh, with my anatomy. Uh, while I do like some good naked gardening, I'm going to avoid doing like a lot of squatting. Uh, I, it's more we're talking pruning, you know, hedges, mm -hmm. uh, maintaining rose bushes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. more, more of the stuff standing. Um, I can do some weeding too, but, you know, I'm not going to be sitting down naked for reasons. It actually started out in September. The very first World Naked Gardening Day took place on September 10th, 2005. For obvious and chilly reasons, it was then moved to the first Saturday in May, okay. which for this year was yesterday. As long as we are on the topic of naked gardening, uh, I have saw something that is very near and dear to my heart. Regular listeners know that as an educator, I am a huge believer in sexual safety. Mm -hmm. I love the when people take their health seriously. And one of the um, interesting effects of improved medication is that people are banging later and later into their life. Huzzah Viagra, huzzah medical improvements. And now in your golden years, thanks to science and improved medical practices, you can be plowing that field uh, uh, okay. uh, and you see, uh, uh, you see how that. And therein lies the tie. <laughs> but don't, oh, I've got more. I've got oh, more. The, okay, brace the, yourself, the hits, people. The hits just keep coming. Ooh. So, <laughs> I'll get them, I'll get the hios ready. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't I, have a rim shot for you. Oh no, I can, I can hear it in my mind. It's all good. Mm. I'm providing it. Uh, <laughs> I do like rimming with more field plowing among uh, people in their golden years, we also have rising STI rates. <sighs> Grandma and grandpa can get the SIF. I've heard, I've heard that uh, retirement homes are just rife with they are STIs. And, oh yeah, they're just STIs. passing them around. They are just, yeah, right. like baseball cards, but right. less fun. I've had the so, clap since the 40s. <laughs> In an attempt to get all of our Randy over 65-year-olds that are doing all of that banging and planting of seed. Oh, come on. Ah, planting of seed. Come I on. on. <laughs> <Jeez>. they... <laughs> hey, I amuse myself, and that's mm, what counts. Yeah. They have released a line of gardening-themed condoms. To appeal to the over 65s, like, look, you're banging. We get it. What is uh, a gardening-themed condom? It's glorious. Check they, it out. They, they look like seed they, packs? They they look like seed packs. <laughs> okay. They have onions, a very vaginal-looking onion, uh -huh. avocados that oh, yes. look like two dangling testicles. Mm. They've got plums. Of course, that an eggplant, I bet. They do. They uh, do have course. an eggplant. And they have a, a, an artichoke that, um, well, I've never quite seen an artichoke like that. It's an artichoke that has a uh, fulva lips inside. 
Uh, it is to encourage the older Brits because Brits do love them some gardening. Especially they, is this when they're when they're doing the naked gardening, just because yeah, it gets them in the uh-huh, mood. as a little uh-huh. little foreplay. Let's go out and you know, uh-huh. get my hoe. They're nicknamed horticultural prophylactics. Horticultural. Ah, uh, uh, horticultural. Horna, See, horn- horny. Yeah. Horn- oh my god. <laughs> Uh, they're made from sustainable material, and they can be left to compost uh, and biodegrade. So, in preparation for sowing seeds next spring. Okay. So it's also eco-conscious as well. So you could be like, I made this fertilizer myself. Self. Mm-hmm. Yes. God. <laughs> now I'm not done yet. Uh, it's going to get uh, even more wacky, my friends. As oh, long as I don't see how it could possibly get any more wackier. It's going to get a little murderous too, though. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, shift. While well, we're on the topic of nature, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are talking this week. It was discovered that two male dolphins were found swimming side by side. And in their jaunty, wide-open mouths, they were carrying between the two of them, as if it was a length of rope, an anaconda. Okay. And when the researchers were taking photos, they were more focusing on the fact that these two dolphins were swimming side by side and seemed to really be in a good mood. Mm. And it wasn't until they started sorting through the photos later that they realized it was two male dolphins with erections. So the erect dolphins swimming side by side had joined in their mouths an anaconda. Okay. And researchers are Were they like lady in the tramping it where they were like yes. eating the anaconda and well, meeting well, in the middle kind of thing? Two Bolivian river dolphins. And the dolphins appear to have fairly sharp teeth, uh-huh. so I'm not entirely sure that the anaconda survived the experience, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't notice the erections till they were going through the footage, and they're like, it appears that the two male dolphins with the boners were deriving some sort of sexual stimulation to having the anaconda in their mouth. Huh. Now, if you are an animal out in the wild, uh, it's not like you can go to ye local sex store and pick up a sex toy. Mm-hmm. You have to work with what you have around you. And like live uh, snakes. Live snakes. Yeah. Or uh, this is a little bit of a bummer, but this is a pretty well-known clip. There is uh, footage of an ape that was using a frog to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is doubtful that the frog uh, survived the encounter, mm-hmm. but the ape was essentially using the whole body of the frog as a as a fuck sleeve, mm-hmm. as a pocket pussy. It's not like the ape can exactly go to their local sex shop and get a pocket pussy. They have to work with what is in their immediate environment. In this case, the ape found a frog used the frog's mouth and entire body as a pocket pussy. Oh, yeah. So Well and you've um, seen the the footage of the dolphin at the aquarium using the fish head yes. to, to fuck yes. masturbating with the fish yes. head. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh quite famous footage. <laughs> dolphin fucks fish head if you want to look it up yourself. 
Uh, oh, cognitive bias is when we believe how something should be and we filter what we see around us to fit our preconceived notion. And we're only recently coming to terms with the fact that not all animals are heterosexual. And researchers didn't want to accept it. That Christian bias of all animals are heterosexual. And we kept Mm -hmm. being like, well, wait, well, oops. Well, wait, there's an exception. That must be an abnormality. And now we're realizing, no, actually, as a matter of fact- lots of gay animals out there. Lots of gay animals. I hear there's lots of gay bears. People keep inviting me to these parties and there's like, you should come. There'll be lots of gay bears there. And I was like, really? I don't, you know, would be, I, I don't know if I want to go party with a bunch of bears. You would be, you would be a, a hit with the bears. Uh, many gay penguins, many gay dolphins, elephants. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of gay elephants, gay giraffes. Uh, we've covered that before. A lot, most giraffe coupling is actually gay. Uh, gay lions. Mm-hmm. Gay sheep. Uh, <laughs> Lesbian sheep are a thing. And once you put aside the cognitive bias and actually are willing to look around, you realize that uh, monogamy and and heterosexuality is not the default. And we kept trying to force the animal kingdom into these narrow boxes and have finally had to accept that sexuality, uh, whether human or animal, is much more wider ranging, uh, sloppy, messy, and uh, full of anacondas than we might have first thought. Are you saying that the animal kingdom is pretty queer? Yes, I am. So so what's the deal with this anaconda? You haven't explained it. Are they, are is, they, is you saying like we, it's we the anaconda is like nature's ball gag? I, we have, that's the first time scientists have ever seen it. Or were they, they using they, like the anaconda as like a double like, dildo? They? No, I'm they just, just they were they were <laughs> just swimming playing. around horny with an anaconda yes. in their mouth. What, 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 yes. Okay. Like we don't. The the only reason that we can theorize that it's sexual is they both had boners, and also boner sporting dolphins don't usually swim side by side with the anaconda draped. So we don't know. I mean, dolphins do. They fuck in the blowhole, like they mm-hmm. fuck anally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Dolphins, some horny ass motherfucker. Right. So as far as we can theorize based on our very limited knowledge, because mm-hmm. this is new to us, they are arriving some sort of sexual stimulation by having some warm, fleshy, live thing in their mouth and they are connected with it. Okay. I don't think that the anaconda consented. Uh, it's not clear to me in doing research for this piece whether or not the anaconda survived the experience based on the teeth that i am seeing they're they're calling it a perplexing encounter okay and it's like there's they are sexually stimulated and like it's not like dolphins can really hold hands you know like uh-huh. what are they doing like they're holding flippers so they're using another live animal to be connected to each other while in a state of sexual arousal. So you're so you're saying the anaconda was some sort of bridge for their or, sexuality, some sort of pontiff, or a a what could be a stand-in for a ball gag, hands, mm-hmm. a cock, mm-hmm. like okay. so. It's a warm, fleshy, live tube that they both had in their mouths, and they were connected while both sporting boners. Okay, it's it's sexual in in some sort. They said that they were playing in an aroused manner. We don't really know like what the play 
it was sexual. That's all we know. Okay. We know for a fact. There's boners involved. And a, a poor draped anaconda caught between two boner-sporting dolphins being like, what's going on with my life? When I woke up this morning, this wasn't how I planned my day. But sometimes you end up being a sex toy for dolphins. Yeah. Things happen. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is my my tight and tidy package of nature and animal facts. Oh, Okay. Well, thank you for did you did you learn so much? I learned so much. I guess next year I will have to celebrate Naked Gardening Day. Although I think my neighbors can see into my backyard. Uh, they can. So I don't know if they would appreciate that. Um, if they're into bears. Yeah. Are you saying I'm a bear? Well, you're broad of shoulder and uh, furry, so a bit bear-like. Yes, okay. you would you would do well with the bears. Okay. Or, or, I mean, is it cubs? Maybe it's otters? Is it the otters that like the bears? I don't know. You have to look <sighs> at your, your hierarchy. I don't have my chart. I don't have my flow chart in front of me of the uh, gay scene. But I do have. Hmm. I got some interesting stuff about books. I don't know if you've heard about the Wicked Bible. Um, Wasn't that written by... The Wicked Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also called the Adulterer's Bible. Oh, maybe not. Mm -mm. There's 20 copies of it in existence. It was a Bible that was printed back in 1631. Oh, yes. The misprint. Yes. Okay. Thou a... shalt commit adultery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a misprint mm -hmm. in it, and it wasn't caught for about a year, and then they were able to destroy most of them. So one just surfaced in New Zealand. This is the first one they have found in the Southern Hemisphere. Ooh. So the only thing that makes it different from any other Bible is just the seventh commandment. They forgot to put the knot in. Were... <laughs> and there's yes. like, thou One shalt, word. thou shalt mm. commit adultery. It's right here yeah. in the book. And I'm just following the instructions. That's why I was over at the neighbor's house. I'm sorry. I was just, it's the Bible told right, me to. God right said. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That sentence really changes when you forget the word not. I'm just trying yeah. to be a good Christian. Right. So it's very, very noble of you. Yeah. So, yeah, it uh, appeared in New Zealand. Nobody knew it was there, and it was just quite random that it was there in New Zealand. And somebody bought it. All these things happen. Like, somebody buys them at an estate sale, and nobody mm -hmm. knows what it is. Like, that bust, the 2,000-year-old Roman bust that yep. was bought at a Goodwill for 35 bucks, and now it turns out to be a looted treasure from World War II. Like, I need to start going to more estate sales or just yes, you do. rummaging through people's attics so yes. I can find these rare artifacts that have been hidden away for years and years and years. That's where the treasures are. Speaking of books, mm. I just learned, I do like books. I know you look and – you, and you're a writer, so this is right up your alley mm -hmm. if, if you left the house. Never, never leaving. I did it once and I got COVID. It's been almost a month. I am a wreck. I'm not leaving the house ever again. Go on. In Japan, they have cafes for everything. I don't know if we brought up that they have the cafe for the dementia patients, mm -hmm. right? Where, where mm -hmm. all the waiters, all the wait staff have dementia. So you're never sure what you're going to get. You could just like get a shoe with a salt shaker in it. You never know. They have recently come out with a cafe for struggling writers that are working on deadlines. Did you hear about this? No. 
Yes, three levels. They yell at you. They yes. nag at you, and you can't leave. But I, I have to pretend Wait, no. No, otherwise... you could say yes. You could say okay. yes because maybe some yeah. people who are listening, you could be oh. honest. This is this okay. is this is a safe space. You can be honest. This is a safe okay. space. Uh, I, I have. Uh, it's for people with not a lot of willpower mm-hmm. who uh, need someone to berate them, and they have three different levels, and you're not allowed to leave the cafe uh, until you yeah. finish your deadline. Um, and you can sign up for varying levels of harassment, mm-hmm. which I I don't know how well I'd write if someone was behind me. Like, what is that? But it's not like all the time. It's about once an hour, somebody the, will come around and see at your the lowest progress. Level. Yeah, yeah. I What's mean, well, yeah, at the highest level, you want somebody standing behind. Oh, dude, you're not writing. You're not writing. <laughs> You you can you can sign up for your level of of uh, checking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so the whole deal is you go to the cafe and they only cater to writers that have a deadline or have a specific goal in mind. You have to write down like how many words mm-hmm. you want to write mm-hmm. before you're allowed to leave, and they won't let you leave until you complete yeah. that, or the place closes down. And then they right. will have people come around and berate you. Every yeah. once in a while, depending on what level you sign up for, and you pay about a dollar thirty-two every thirty minutes. Whoa! So okay. yeah, so it's costing you, you know, more than two and a half dollars an hour to have somebody stand over you and yell at you while you're trying to work on your writing deadline. Well, I think the benefit too is that where a lot of people struggle is that they start fucking around on the internet mm-hmm. and you know get on their phone and start texting someone. So a, you've taken all those distractions away. That helps. And then B, you have someone uh, that is your accountability buddy. Yeah. I could use this because I will usually sit down to start writing something and then maybe I'll check my email real quick or I'll do Mm -hmm. this, I'll do that. And then an hour and a half goes by and then I start writing and I write for a little while. I was like, oh, it's late. I'm getting tired. I should just go to bed. Right. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with that. I, uh, I've had a lot of people ask for me to be their accountability buddy in terms of working out or writing buddies or like business buddies where like, we need to check in every day and keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's going to take me more time to check in with you than just do it. I get people a lot of the time that want to be uh, exercise buddies with me mm-hmm. as I just go to the gym, just do the workout. It's like, no, no, I can't do it unless there's someone else with me. I have to be accountable to. Yeah. Um, Most people want somebody to hold their hand through the process. And it's it's hard having just the willpower to get up and go and do things on your own. I have full of, I have a lot of willpower. Yeah. If you turn it into a habit mm, right. and just do it every day, it's the small increments that add up. Even if you like, what I've been struggling with is like, if I sit down and just write for half an hour or an hour a day, it'll add up. Oh, so much over so the course fast. of a year you, you were yeah. like holy shit i've written right. this whole thing it's amazing you right. look back on it but yeah don't sit down with expectation i mean the expectation i sit down oh i'm gonna start i'm gonna knock out this book and it's gonna be great <laughs> but if you set the expectation too high mm. then it usually will work against you and then you get even less incentivized to write and because you're just like, uh, I've completely failed. I didn't get five chapters written today. That's why you need to go hang out at that Japanese cafe and I have do. someone berate you. I also have some other stuff about incentives. Oh, go and on. holding people accountable. According to a study 
which was released in the journal Sex Roles last month, which came out of Rutgers University. Women need to start holding men more accountable for orgasms. Oh, <laughs> they do. So well, yet more more work that women have to do. Among everything else they have to do, now they have to hold men more accountable for orgasms as if they didn't have enough on their plate. Go on. Okay, so so there's an orgasm gap yeah. from what the researchers from Brad Cruz found. And I think we all are kind of aware of this orgasm gap. Do you know what this orgasm gap is? Yes. What is it? I mean, I don't have it personally because it's very easy for me to orgasm. Mm -hmm. But uh, women do not uh, orgasm as much from penetrative sex as people like to think. Uh, a lot of men, hashtag not all men, are under the impression that their dick is a magic stick. And all you have to do is put it in and orgasms will flow forth like a mighty river. And that's not how it works. Women need clitoral stimulation. Uh, women need more warm-up. Mm -hmm. Women uh, do not uh, – the most successful way for a woman to orgasm is by herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, the least successful way for a heterosexual woman to have an orgasm is uh, penetrative sex with a male partner. Okay. Yeah. Well, so uh, basically what this study was saying is that there is a gap in a lot of relationships where the men will climax a lot yes. more often than, than, the women. than their female partners. That's not the surprising uh -huh. part of it. I mean, honestly, there's not much surprising in this study. It's one of these studies where it's like, yeah. Is science I, confirming I, that the sky is blue again? I could have told you this. <laughs> what they did find was that the more people orgasm, the more men and women experience orgasms in the relationships, the more they expect to orgasm and the more they want to mm. have more orgasms. Right. So as women are having fewer orgasms, their expectations are shaped by that experience. So when women orgasm less, this is according to one of the researchers from Rutgers, when women orgasm less, they will desire and expect to orgasm less. Mm -hmm. As they lower their expectations, the more orgasm inequality may perpetuate in the relationship because as they expect less orgasms, then what the research found is they, they put less emphasis on actually having an orgasm as part of their sexuality. And it was like, oh, okay, it's okay. My sexuality isn't defined by having an orgasm. Sure, he's orgasming all the time, but it's okay if I don't. I still enjoyed the encounter. So the, the more, or I guess the less orgasms they have, the less they're expecting them. And it's just a vicious spiral downwards. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, that totally bears out uh, with my coaching, my counseling that I have. Uh, orgasms, when it comes for women, it's very much a mental thing. You have to feel safe. Mm -hmm. You have to feel relaxed and you have to feel comfortable. And when you're like, it just doesn't happen, there's not space for it, you just start to give up on that. And the more that you accept that mindset, the harder it is to reach it. Now, I believe very strongly that sexual encounters shouldn't be about the orgasm. Mm. When you put the pressure of an orgasm in a sexual encounter, you actually make that harder to have happen. When mm. you're like, the orgasm is the goal that needs to happen, you're actually making it harder to achieve that goal. Mm. But on the other hand, if you're like, it doesn't matter, it's fine, the encounter's fine, I don't need it to have an orgasm be part of it, uh, that also isn't very equal. 
And uh, unfortunately, you get in a cycle where the guy's like, hey, I got mine. It's fine. I'm going to make no effort to make sure that that's something that you get as well. Uh, That can cause resentment. And Mm -hmm. resentment is a dry rot Mm -hmm. that ruins the foundations of your relationship. Yeah. So out of this out of this research, the the researchers were stressing that is important for women to increase their expectations mm-hmm. and their entitlement to orgasm during mm-hmm. sex in order to break this cycle and not have it completely be self fulfilling and perpetual. So go out, demand your orgasm. Now, do you know that in the fun fact for you, okay. in in the Middle Ages, when it was very important in sexual encounters for there to be babies, that was the whole point of mm-hmm. banging the genitals together. Yes. It was believed that a woman would not be able to conceive unless she had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. It was important to make your, your female partner orgasm so that she could have a baby. Uh-huh. So as... Uh, we have maybe had less focus on having uh, procreation sex only. Uh, we there we actually went through a whole period in human history after the Middle Ages where women's pleasure became less important. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in the Middle Ages, it's like, we don't have a lot of soap. There's no antibiotics. You're not going to live very long, but it's important for you to reproduce. So we have to make sure you have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Uh, and if you want to reproduce successfully, I've just been reading lately, and I wasn't aware of this, that a number of common over-the-counter painkillers have a negative effect on men's sperm. Hmm. Is that we have lowering sperm counts everywhere? We're lowering yeah, fertility. Fertility has been going down. Okay. They found just a few years ago, it's decreased by about 50%. Wow. They don't know. 50? Yeah, yeah. They don't know if this is one of the things leading to it, but both uh, acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, or some people call it paracetamol in various parts of the world, and also ibuprofen uh, Mm. have shown this effect. Um, They found that the the sperm actually will produce some sort of metabolite. I I was reading this very scientific article about these metabolites in sperm, and I was trying to understand it. And it was kind of over my head with some of the terminology. And you are a very smart fellow. Like, I, I'm sure that you put both ors in. That's probably an incredibly scientific paper. But it's 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 fairly dense with, with the signaling because it's talking about different signaling and how the sperm are actually taking the acetaminophen and they're metabolizing it. So it's it's creating problems with this within the sperm cells when this certain sort of CA2 plus signaling and function appear in the sperm. Yes. But I found another article where they were talking about doing this in mice and they took a number of adult male mice. So they divided it up into three groups. They were all fed the same diet and then one third of the mice didn't get any acetaminophen or paracetamol. Some of the mice got a medium dosage of it, and then some of the mice got a large dosage of it. And after uh, 35, 70, and 105 days, they took the epididymis of the mice, and they tested the sperm for count, 
motility and morphology and visibility. And they found that even with the low dose and the high dose of the simidifine, they had a reduction across all those levels. So that they, they found that this was in fact having a negative impact on the mice's sperm. They did another study with ibuprofen where they took 31 males between 18 and 35. They randomly assigned half of them a placebo and half of them had a moderate dose, which was about three tablets of ibuprofen a day for about six weeks. What they found after 14 days was an increase in the lutensing hormones, which help regulate testosterone production. And this usually is something that happens in middle-aged men, but it starts affecting sperm motility and strength. Uh, they, they found that it was reversible after they stopped it, but I'm going to research this more because I had never heard that all these common over-the-counter drugs can actually be affecting the quality of the sperm. I mean, that makes sense. We are noticing that fertility is going down everywhere. And it obviously is something that we're doing now that we are being exposed to that we weren't, you know, 200, 300 years ago. Mm. It's certainly not any one thing. Uh, they were saying, okay, women are taking birth control. Birth control is really abnormally high levels of estrogen, which trick the body into thinking you're already pregnant. So women are peeing out vast amounts of estrogen. They're putting so much estrogen through their urine into the water supply that fishes in Australia, uh, the male fish are losing their fertility and actually growing secondary female uh, characteristics. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, it, and it turns out that uh, ibuprofen and acetaminophen. It's a multitude of factors, but yeah. there's all sorts of stuff we're putting in our bodies that we are finding out is affecting our fertility. Yeah. And most people don't sure. even realize it because some people will take yeah. that stuff every day, all the day. Yeah. I've, I've known people that will take Tylenol PM every night. Every single night. To go to bed. Yep. To, to, to help. They can't sleep without it. I mean, Tylenol itself has been found to be a liver toxin. And I used to take Tylenol PM every single night to go to sleep, and I stopped. Yeah. And so you have no idea, just not even with yeah. the sperm production, but there, there could be yeah. all sorts of other things that we just casually take it every day for just pain management. People have chronic right. pain. They're just like, oh, I'll just take a couple ibuprofen. I'll just take some Tylenol, whatever. And they don't realize it if you go to have a baby, and all of a sudden you're infertile, and you're like, what's going on? Oh, it's been fucking with my sperm this whole time. I didn't. Whooped. Yeah, this was amazing when I started coming across these articles saying, "Oh yeah, all these common uh, mm -hmm. over-the-counter medications. Uh, they might be why you're not getting pregnant." Right. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. We always we never know. Every new solution always presents a, a new problem. Correct. And there is your lesson for this week. <laughs> we have no uh, idea what problems the solutions of today will manifest will in the future. For the for the versions of us tomorrow. Yes, and that is why, possibly, in the post-apocalyptic landscape <laughs> of the future, this is the only episode of this point in time of humanity that has survived. That is wow! <laughs> just I'm way to bring, just to bring there. it, just to bring it down. Bring just it back full circle, but I just. Uh, just bring it I'm just, down. I like that thought yeah. that you know, just under that I, hot. You know, unrelenting sun trapsing through the sand dunes. Somebody's listening to this and be like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, they were right. No, well. Okay, sure. I like that thought.
Okay. You're that's that's just my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, and gender neutral folks out there. Uh, I'm not co-signing that bullshit. Right. But you know, but this is a safe space for you to share your thoughts with us. Uh, I'm going to be uh, much more positive, and um, I gathered a lot of interesting facts today. I like knowing that there are a bunch of horny Brits over the age of 65 that thanks to science are able to plow a bunch of fields, but doing it safely by putting their uh, artichoke themed condom over their bits Mm -hmm. so that the only thing that they are sharing with each other is joy and not STIs. Okay. Yeah. Out fucking in the garden. Right, right, and uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad for the anaconda, but in in my version of reality, after the dolphins are done getting their rocks off, they gently deposit the anaconda back on the shoreline, say thank you. Uh, I'd like to think it was a consensual same time again next week. Yeah, yeah, a consensual threesome encounter that happened interspecies threesome. Uh, that's my fantasy. Hold, and I'm hold stick that with thought. It. Hold that lovely yeah, yeah. thought in your mind. I'm, I'm holding it actually between these two erect, engorged, and jaunty fingers. All right, it is time for our jaunty salute. It is. It is. I hope that your ear holes are packed full of useful and fun facts and knowledge, and not that you are the only person of humanity staggering through an apocalyptic wasteland listening to this episode. Stop listening. Go find some water. (laughs) You need it. Stay hydrated. You're going to need it. important to stay hydrated. You need access to water Mm -hmm. so that you can continue to... to celebrate World Naked Gardening Day every first Saturday of May. Yeah. yeah. Whatever calendar year that might be when you're listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Good luck in the Thunderdome. <laughs> Two dolphins enter, one dolphin leaves. <laughs> okay. I think, I think, we're just, I think uh, we fucked this thing to death. Oh, what? like the flight. Like call the it an episode. Oh, but um, catch you all next time. Bye. Week.